Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is March 9th. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. Financial markets around the world plummeting as coronavirus fears grow. The number of cases here in the U.S. growing to more than 550. The cruise ship that had been stranded off the coast of California with 21 confirmed cases aboard docking at the port of Oakland today. And in Mexico, thousands of women staying home today to demand justice for victims of gender-based violence. This and much more today on You News, transmitting live from our newsroom in Miami. We begin with growing concern of the coronavirus and the stock market. The Dow Jones Industrial Average plummeted 1,500 points this morning, following similar drops in Europe after a fight among major crude producing countries. That price war jolting investors already on edge about the widening fallout from the growing outbreak. Indexes in London and Frankfurt dropped more than 6%. Oil prices are down about 20 percent, deepening a route that began when Saudi Arabia and other producers failed to agree on cutting output. And 109 countries and territories are now reporting cases of coronavirus, the number of cases surpassing 111,000 around the world as the death toll nears 4,000. Lorraine Gassides has a recap of the latest. The spread of the coronavirus around the world continues. More than 100 countries and territories now reporting cases. In Italy, the country with the most cases in Europe, six prisoners died in a Modena prison after riots broke out in several Italian jails following the suspension of visits to curb the spread. In Portugal, President Marcelo Revelo de Sousa has self-quarantined himself after it was found that a class from a school with a student confirmed to have the coronavirus virus visited the presidential palace last week. And in Israel, there are at least 39 cases confirmed and the prime minister is considering a 14-day quarantine for all travelers entering the country, both Israeli citizens and foreign nationals. Meanwhile, in the U.S., responses transitioning from containment to mitigation. In Missouri, there is growing concern after a family in quarantine broke protocol and attended a school event. Kentucky taking steps to address concerns on the cost of medical care. Today, I will be issuing an executive order that will waive copays, deductibles, cost sharing, and diagnostic uh, testing fees for private insurance and state employees. This as churches around the country take precautions during mass. No holy water available, communion placed into people's hands, not their tongues, and wine eliminated to avoid sharing the cup. Puerto Rico has not confirmed any cases yet of coronavirus, but the governor, Juan de Vasquez, says no cruise ships can enter the territory without first proving they have no cases of the virus on board. You should be doing what some people are calling social distancing, what really means stay out of crowds, don't do travel, above all, don't go near a cruise ship. The spread leading officials to abruptly cancel one of the biggest tennis tournaments in the world. Tennis legends Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic were set to duel for the number one ranking in the world in Riverside, California, until local officials declared a state of emergency due to the virus, prompting organizers to call off the tournament. Other leagues weighing the dramatic step of barring fans from games, including the NBA, which is calling on teams to have continued 
contingency plans by tomorrow that would potentially limit attendees to only what is deemed essential staff. I ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's who I play for. This as in Washington, the president says things are under control. Tweeting this morning, the fake news media and their partner, the Democrat Party, is doing everything within its semi-considerable power, it used to be greater, to inflame the coronavirus situation far beyond what the facts would warrant. Quoting the Surgeon General, the risk is low to the average American. Several lawmakers, including Ted Cruz, under self-quarantine after coming in direct contact with a man from Virginia diagnosed after attending an event where even Trump and Pence were present. The president adamant that there are enough tests to go around. Today, federal regulators chastise seven companies for selling unapproved drugs that claim to prevent or treat coronavirus. The companies received warning letters and have 48 hours to respond. If not, they are facing product seizures and legal injunctions. Meanwhile, Amazon removed more than 530,000 items for price gouging. Back to you, Andrea. Thanks so much, Lorraine, for that report. And for more on the impact of coronavirus on the economy, let's go to Andres Vinelli. He's with the Center for American Progress. Thanks so much for joining us today, Andres. Hi, Andres. Good to be here. Andres, so in simple terms, why is the market behaving this way? Everyone's very concerned. Right. Well, basically, uh, consumers are spending uh, less money these days. Factories are producing less goods and services. Um, people are traveling less. Uh, financial markets are increasing volatility, and all these things are happening around the world at the same time. So what happened here is that all these people driving around less, all these factories producing less, um, basically mean that there's less demand for oil, and oil tanked over the weekend, and the stock market is reflecting that this morning. Now, what does this market fluctuation mean for the average American? I mean, how is this going to affect their day-to-day -day life? Well, the stock market is not what matters here. What matters is the coronavirus as a public health uh, problem and the economic consequences for families, right? So what this will mean is that um, people might get sick just a little bit more, have to stay home. One in four workers in the private sector do not have paid medical leave. So a lot of people might be um, basically in danger in terms of paychecks, okay? Um, so uh, people will feel a little bit less wealthy be tempted to look at the 401k and see and say, well, should we sell or not? My advice to folks out there is stay, stay uh, uh, where you are. Do not sell stocks. People who did sell stocks at a panic uh, 11 years ago when there was this uh, credit crisis missed out on the great bull market that came afterwards. Um, it, it's painful, but we have to keep a cool head collectively. Now, we know that oil prices are dropping below $2 a gallon. It may be good for consumers. They get to spend less, perhaps. But overall, what does it mean down the road? Is there more trouble? Well, it depends. It depends on two things. It depends on what we, as we know more about the uh, seriousness of this virus, right? If it's a milder thing, we will recover easily. The other factor that's really important is the administration's response to the crisis. The administration needs to have a firm response, recognize that there's a problem out there, and act with leadership. The federal 
government needs to step in and spend a whole lot of money to ensure the safety of the population, uh, to help small businesses, and to help uh, put money in the family's pockets. Private consumption by regular folks is what will dig us out of this uh, hole or ladder us up uh, of this hole. You're talking the about the government's response now, Andres. Do you believe the government is doing enough to basically calm fears? No, the government has been in denial, has tried to minimize the impact of this situation. There's uh, reports over the weekend that they were trying to minimize the risk for uh, senior citizens of flying. This is not the right tone we need from the federal government. What we need is real information, accurate information, and we need action. Action in terms of fiscal stimulus. We need the government to invest in our future to ensure the health of the uh, population and to provide families the help they need to get through this storm. So what's your take when perhaps the U.S. Surgeon General says that the average American, their risk is quite low in regards to the coronavirus? Well, I will leave the medical advice mm -hmm. to folks who are medical doctors. What I do know is that this will mean a slowdown in the economy, and that's something that we can act upon and the government can act upon. It's a matter of decision and we will support uh, the government if it establishes wise policies to safeguard small businesses, the, the health of the population, and to provide support for people who are in risk. We have to make sure that when people stay at home, they will get a steady paycheck. The government needs to guarantee that. We need to extend unemployment benefits. We need to beef up SNAP. There's a whole host of ways that we can help regular people here. The Trump administration has been lacking in those actions. Now, back in 2003, SARS disrupted markets and cost the global economy $40 billion. How does the coronavirus crisis compare to SARS, and what lessons did policymakers learn from that crisis? We need to step in. This is, this is a more difficult situation because there's more contagion. Uh, to this one. Um, this is not an isolated incident. It's uh, happening in Asia big time. Um, it's happening now uh, here in the, in the States. It's happening in Italy. It's happening everywhere. And that's very, very different from SARS. We need a global coordinated response. And at home, we need real action from the Trump administration, something that we haven't seen at all. Well, thank you so much, Andres Vinelli at the Center for American Progress. We have run out of time for this interview, but thank you for providing so much information in regards to the economic impact due to the coronavirus and also oil prices. Have a great day. Thank you. And the State Department is warning all Americans to stay off cruise ships in Oakland, California. A cruise ship carrying 2,500 people is docking today. The plan to screen and quarantine those passengers. Juan Carlos Gonzalez is following that part of the story for us. Hi, good afternoon. Today, about 2,400 passengers and crew members from the Grand Princess Cruise are arriving in Oakland, California after being at sea for a few days. 21 people aboard this ship were diagnosed with coronavirus. They will be transported to hospitals in the area, and those who could be infected will be placed in quarantine. Some of them will be taken to Travis Air Force Base in the San Francisco Bay Area. Others will be taken to the Miramar Base in San Diego, California, and the remaining will go to Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, as well as other military bases in the state of Georgia. 
these people will be isolated for approximately 14 days, as authorities have done in similar situations to try to prevent the spread of the virus. In the meantime, two CDC employees who work as screeners at Los Angeles Airport LAX tested positive to the coronavirus. They were conducting screenings on passengers arriving from overseas when they became in contact with the virus. Now their colleagues from other airports have complained, saying that they don't have enough protection and that they are afraid of getting infected themselves. Now on the Grand Princess cruise, authorities say that this process to take all the passengers and crew members to the military bases is going to take a few days. Now back to you. Thank you, Juan Carlos Gonzalez, for that report. And the coronavirus has reached a worldwide milestone. The number of total confirmed cases already topping 110,000. In Italy, millions are under an unprecedented lockdown in the northern part of the country, a region that in many ways is the nation's economic engine. Paola Byron has more. New extraordinary measures to contain COVID-19 in Italy. A quarter of the population, some 16 million people, under quarantine. Authorities say anyone living in the northern Lombardy region needs special permission to travel. That's after the death toll surged to 366. 133 people dying in just 24 hours. According to PM Giuseppe Conti, the more than 6,000 cases represent a national emergency. The entire Lombardy region on lockdown, its capital Milan, as well as Venice, economic and tourist meccas closed for business. Both cities in the new red zone, the usually bustling tourist hubs, now deserted. All museums closed, gondolas lying unused on those famous Venice canals. Travel bloggers Rick Orford and Andrea Spalazzani, who live in the region, are concerned for the long-term impact. The economy is here is heavily uh, dependent on travel. This could be devastating. Yeah. Restaurants and bars in the region are required to close at 6 o'clock, and tables have to be at least a meter apart. It's just a lot less social, I'd say, and it's a lot um, quieter. And for the first time, Pope Francis live-streaming his Sunday prayer, hoping to keep away large crowds. Paola Byron, U News. The latest on the race for the White House. We're only one day away from another major Tuesday. Six states set to vote tomorrow with all eyes on the delegate-rich state of Michigan. And as the candidates hit the campaign trail, a new CNN poll shows Joe Biden with a double-digit lead over Bernie Sanders for the Democratic nomination. Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders hitting the campaign trail in full force. Get up! Let's take back this country! We are capable of making sweeping change if we have the courage to do it. This morning, the last two men in the race for the Democratic nomination are gearing up for another set of critical contests. Tomorrow on Super Tuesday 2, contests will be held in Washington State, North Dakota, Missouri, Mississippi, and most importantly, Michigan with its 125 delegates. Joe Biden still riding high after his Super Tuesday surge, boosted by support from black voters. If I'm the comeback kid, there's only one reason I'd come back. The African American community all around the country.
the former VP picking up another big name supporter. Join me in supporting Joe and let's get this done. Senator Kamala Harris releasing this video backing Biden and New Jersey Senator Cory Booker also giving his support to Biden. Senator Bernie Sanders is hoping to chip away at Biden's overwhelming support from black voters, picking up an endorsement from civil rights icon Jesse Jackson. I stand with him because he stands with you. He's focusing his efforts on Michigan, a state he narrowly won in 2016. Let us go forward on Tuesday. Let's win here in Michigan. But for Sanders, in desperate need of a big win, the stakes here couldn't be higher. We're taking on the political establishment. We're going to win this election. According to the latest CNN poll, Biden has a double-digit lead over Sanders for the Democratic nomination. 52% of registered voters who are Democrats or Democratic-leaning independents say they want to see Biden win the nomination, while 36% say they support Sanders. President Trump hosted Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro for dinner at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida on Saturday, where the two leaders discussed the U.S.-led effort to oust Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro. The two men are mutual admirers who won election by appealing to nationalist sentiment in their countries. They also spoke about the future trade deal, the Middle East, and collaboration in military research. People around the world marched to celebrate International Women's Day on Sunday. Chileans showed their pride and support. The day wasn't officially recognized by the United Nations until 1977, but the history of the celebration can be traced back to labor movements across North America and Europe in the early 20th century. And in Brazil, demonstrators filled the streets of Sao Paulo on Sunday to protest gender violence, inequality and exploitation on International Women's Day with chants against the government of far-right President Jair Bolsonaro. Women played drums and participated in chants that showed their discontent with the government and military police. And in Mexico on Sunday, tens of thousands of people took to the streets in the nation's capital to protest against gender-based violence. And for many, those protests continuing into today with a national women's strike. That strike expected to have a major impact on businesses and families across the country. But as Fabiana Diaz de Leon explains, that's precisely the point. Mexico City awakens with very few women on the streets after a day of protests against increasing violence towards them. It is estimated that 36.4 million women didn't show up at their workplaces and schools in all the country. Today is the National Women's Strike, Un Día Sin Nosotras. This calm contrasts with what happened yesterday in many cities in Mexico. On Sunday, thousands of women took the streets of Mexico City to demand the government to stop the wave of femicides that left 320 women murdered in January 2020. Approximately 1,000 women have been killed since 2019 in Mexico. According to the National System of Public Security, every nine minutes a woman is victim of some kind of violence. Because we're very angry, because everybody knows someone who has been disappeared and even sexually abused. And instead of receiving support, we get laugh, we get memes, we get jokes. 
25-year-old Ingrid Escamilla was dismembered by her husband after a fight. In a separate case, Fatima, a seven-year-old girl, was kidnapped outside her school and later found killed. Both cases enraged the public. We are manifesting what we need. We want to be here. We can't let people do what they want with us. We can let men do what they want with us. The march was led by the families of murdered women in Mexico. On October 17, 2019, they murdered my daughter, and her murderer was her ex-husband, the father of her kids. I just want justice. Everybody's here for something. We are raising the voice to ask justice for our daughters. Masked women tore down barricades installed to protect buildings and monuments, and threw incendiary devices injuring Berenice Fregoso, a photographer from El Universal newspaper who suffered second-degree burns. Three more femicides were reported yesterday across the country during Women's Day. The National Women's Strike seeks to emphasize the relevance of women in social, economic and political life. In Mexico City, Fabiana Diaz de Leon, U News. Thank you, Fabiana. And in Argentina, coinciding with International Women's Day, hundreds of people attended an outdoor mass in Buenos Aires on Sunday. The purpose was to reject the government's abortion bill, that bill soon to be discussed at Parliament. The measure, spearheaded by President Alberto Fernández, would legalize abortion in Argentina, a staunchly Catholic country. And in other Latin American news, Venezuela's Elections Council said on Sunday that a fire over the weekend destroyed most of the voting machines stored in its main warehouse in the capital, Caracas, potentially complicating parliamentary elections scheduled for this year. Nearly 50,000 voting machines and almost 600 computers went up in flames as a result of that fire that broke out on Saturday. The South American country's elections have come under heavy criticism since Nicolás Maduro's 2018 re-election was widely dismissed as rigged in his favor. More of you news after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the story from home and abroad that matter to you. They don't know when they're going to be able to go back to work. Victims also from Mexico and this mass shooting. Officials in and out of the residence. We're going to continue fighting. You News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your news, your world, you news on Fusion. Welcome back to You News. The family of famed Mexican actor and screenwriter Roberto Gomez Bolaños, known as Chespirito, opened a restaurant. And now fans of his hit show, El Chavo del Ocho, can dine surrounded by their favorite characters and show memorabilia. The restaurant known as Chamfle y Recontra Chamfle opened on February 24th and has new takes on classic Mexican food. Gomez Bolaños died six years ago already and is considered one of Latin America's most beloved comedians. Are you hungry yet? If you're debating what to eat, perhaps you can serve yourself some meatballs in honor of National Meatball Day. Restaurants across the U.S. are serving up some yummy special offers. And remember, there are several menu options, such as meatball subs, meatball pizza, Swedish meatballs, you name it, many more. And on Sunday, Google celebrated International Women's Day with a new doodle. 
It paid tribute to breaking barriers from former cultural and gender roles as women continue to question, reclaim, and redefine ideas about the roles women take on in society. The doodle portrays women of various occupational backgrounds from educators and gymnasts to pilots and homemakers. And finally, lost dog from Miami will soon be heading back home after being found, listen to this, 1,400 miles away. A woman in Michigan discovered the dog in her yard just last week. She took the two-year-old Presa Canario to a local animal hospital where they scanned his microchip. With that information, staff was able to track down his owners. She is currently exploring options for getting Simba back to his family in Miami. Meanwhile, it's still a mystery as to how he got away and ended up so far away from home. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.